0: Hello and welcome back to United United. It's episode two. Jem, myself, is here and Dave is with me as always. Dave, hello. Hello, Jem. Are you okay?
1: I'm very well, thanks, Jem. I uh, went to the uh, West Ham versus uh, um, Viborg conference league playoff match last night, which I will talk about later. So um, good time was had by all.
0: Sounds like a really great competition, Dave. Massive. Massive competition, massive clubs. Um, It was a home game, wasn't it? So you weren't playing on any train tracks this week,
1: were (laughs) you? No, we were playing. There's a train track nearby at Stratford, but not running through the stadium, no. Okay. Not between the stands and the pitch, like Spurs had to play, or we think they may have played that last (laughs) season. No, no, this is a proper tournament, Gem. A proper European tournament. Um, and uh, a big playoff game for us to get into the main tournament. So very exciting game, Jim. I might as well cover that now just briefly. We won 3-1, Gem. Fantastic performance. Wow. And um, very happy, very happy as a Hammers fan that we're halfway to um, qualifying for the, champion, uh, for the Champions League, the Conference League uh, group stage proper.
0: Yeah, don't get too ahead of yourself there, Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, good win for you guys. And yeah. I don't know who, who I am. Who who, who am I, Dave? Who, who do I think I am, you know, bantering other clubs, other fans? Because well, I will take one thing, Dave, and the listeners. The red ink has run out, okay? <laughs> um, you know, people remember last week I spoke about Eric Ten Hag's pen, his yeah. multicoloured pen. The red ink has gone. And I'll tell you what, all the green ink has been used to colour in the new kit, the neon kit that Man United wore in their 4-0 loss to Brentford, Dave. Yeah. Um, what a pathetic excuse of a football club we are right now. Um, you know, I'm surprised an excuse didn't come out about the players not being able to see each other in these green kits they <laughs> blended in with the with the pitch. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a joke now, Dave. We lost 4-0 to Brentford, and it was hmm. 4-0 in the first half, okay? People were wondering where my rant was. Well, here it is. And this is going to continue, okay? Yeah, I, not because I care. Because I don't. I don't really care anymore. Um, this is because I want the th- I want the listeners to know how I really feel, okay? And there's too many players in that squad, Dave, that wouldn't even get into my squad on a Monday night football. I'm going to name them, okay? Maguire. David the Hayer, who I now call David the Glue because he's glued to his line all the time, McFred. The the lovely duo of McFred, Marcus Trashford, Luke Shaw, Diogo Dallo, all rubbish. They've got no personalities. And I, I could go on to others, but they're the they're the ones that stand out in my head, Dave. Um, no personalities. No uh, hunger to become better players. They're done. They're finished. And you know, all these people that are blaming this new sign in Lisandro Martinez. You know he won ninety percent of his aerial duels against Ivan Toni, so you know all these people blaming the wrong people. Okay, I've just mm. I've just named the players. Load of rubbish. I'm sick of them. Glazers out. Uh, we're now panic buying Casemiro and you know all these players that we think we're going to love. Yes, bring them in, but Glazers out. It's done. Get Sir Jim Ratcliffe in. We need new owners. <laughs> We're done with this, with this joke. Hashtag empty Old Trafford. We don't want to see any fans at Old Trafford against Liverpool on Monday night. Um, and, and, and we are finished, Dave. And we'll take one positive. One positive is the last time Man United lost their two opening games in 1993, they went on to win the league. So it's coming home. Good night.
1: <laughs> okay. Thanks for that, Jim. A um, couple of, just a stat to add, I think, although Martinez lost, uh, won 90% of his aerial jewels, he did lose 100% of them to Ben Mee, I think we could say. Um, and also, passing out from the back, Gem, talk me through that as a tactic, as a strategy for...
0: I think it's, a, you know, great great way of playing um, modern football. If you're competent of playing modern football, Dave... Um, however, when you've got people like David De Gea, who who've, for years we've all known can't distribute a football, mm. uh, this is what happens. And, you know, we look at Arsenal, we look at Man City, we look at Liverpool. When their managers came in, they replaced their goalkeepers. And, man, you haven't done it yet. We've still got this obsession of paying David De Gea 400k a week and uh, keeping this man glued to his goal line every week. So, yeah, I mean,. I, I can't blame the manager. I never can, not with these players. You know, get him a good team, and then I can start blaming the manager. But, oh, God, England captain Harry Maguire, embarrassing. Give me a break, as Rokeye would say. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I'm, all I have to say, Dave, about my yeah, new. Honestly, sure. I have I have nothing else to say about them. They're, they're a are shambles. Fair enough. I feel Fair sorry much. for
1: some people. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that any further, Jim. I think you've suffered enough. I was genuinely worried for your safety on Saturday evening. Um wanted to make sure you were in a safe place. Yeah, which you were, thankfully.
0: I was, Dave. I was in the uh the mighty technique stadium. So uh I, I was I was I was loving life. I'm I'm sure I'll come on to that later on anyway. Um well
1: you can tell me about it now if you like. I mean that was a, a good safe space for you to be in, Gem. Well, Dave. I feel
0: I'm, I'm conscious that I've been speaking and you know, I'm not giving you your airtime that you deserve, <laughs> uh, but I'll bring it up anyway. Because Saturday, we yes, asked you're right, it was Chesterfield versus Aldershot at Chesterfield's ground. And Dave, I have to say, you know, I know you said Aldershot was your local team, mm. uh, I, I can now understand why you don't support Aldershot. Number one, terrible football. Big eight-foot striker who can't do anything, just wins headers. Number two, awful, awful fans. I mean, mm-hmm. the chance that they're coming out with, Dave. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was the same chance for 90 minutes. And, and you know, typical me. I'm sat next to them, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> I actually, me and my mates, we ended up in the away stand, actually, Dave. So... We had to ask a steward to escort us into the into the home end, but yeah, uh, oh, yeah one happens. nil to I, I Our mate got us the tickets. He works for the club. I think he tried right. to set us up and have a joke with us. And yeah, it was it was quite embarrassing because we walked in and we noticed we were surrounded by all the shot fans. But one nil win in the end. Paul Cook's uh, barmy army. And then on Tuesday night, Dave, I have mm. to say, it was another another big win for the Mighty Spy Uh 2-0 against Wrexham. Brian Reynolds is Wrexham. Mm. You know, he stars in films such as Safe House. He's not in a safe house at the minute, Dave, because Chesterfield are taking over that league. Wrexham are, you know, they've spent so much money and they are bottling it already. So, up the Mighty Spireites! Here we go again, another season. This time we're going to finish the job. To the Football League we go. Yeah, well, that's good to hear, Jim. I'm
1: glad you've got something to keep you sane. Yeah, you, know, you God knows you need it. Yep. So, well done, well done, Jim, for finding some sanity at uh, at Chesterfield. And, um, did you get any valves from Lean Gate <laughs> Valves? That's the question. Any were you tempted to go and buy some valves? From
0: you know, I didn't, Dave, but I'm right. sure after you know, we've Edit it on here. I'm sure a few people went and got some valves last week after, after we were sponsoring them.
1: Lean gate valves. We don't know what kind of valves they make, do we? They make some kind of valve.
0: They make a valve, yes. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. they do more than valves.
1: But they're called lean gate valves, so they're very specific, <laughs> aren't they? Um, oh, I'm, just re- I'm just reading online. They do ball valves, gate valves, butterfly valves.
0: <laughs> so you heard that, people. If any of you need any valves...
1: Lingate Valves. Yeah, Chesterfield shirt sponsors. So, okay. Well, that's great, Jem. Um, it's good to hear you back.
0: Yeah, uh, I just need to get it off my chest, Dave. And I know you're always there to listen to me, uh, just well, in case I need it.
1: Just in case nobody else is listening. I'm, I'm yeah,
0: here. exactly.
1: I think uh, I'm, I'm going to have a little rant of my own, Jem, yeah. after that, because as you know, uh, the Mighty Hammers were away to Nottingham Forest. Uh yes. On the TV. And it's um a VAR rant jam. We've been Uh, saying for a while, VAR just aren't getting it right, are they? (laughs) And not getting it right. So we had this situation, uh nil-nil in the first half, fairly even game. Uh we're on the attack, uh Rice with the ball at his feet, uh Antonio. Magnificently makes a, a run to draw some defenders away, and their defender Jem steps in the way. He doesn't get out of the way. In fact, he moves towards Antonio's run. Just like mm. Antonio runs into him, defender falls down, starts starts uh, complaining and appealing. Meanwhile, Rice slips the ball to Ben Rama, who, by the way, is on fire this season. <laughs> he is on fire, and he scores. Uh, Goals given, happy days, and then the referee is told by VAR to go and look at the monitor. <laughs> so he goes we don't know looks, what that means. Yeah, we know what that means. It's never ever. A referee has never ever at that point disagreed with VAR. Hmm. So he goes and look at the monitor, and of course overturns the decision. Apparently, an illegal block by Antonio, and the touchdown is denied. Um, and it's a it's uh, a free kick to. Uh, Free kick to Notts Forest. So very disappointing. Uh I think I think Antonio was genuinely rehearsing to be a line a linebacker, is it called, in the NFL, <laughs> to get a block in on the offensive on the defensive line. And uh in the NFL that is legal, Jen, but apparently some crazy rule in football, it's not.
0: Well, you know, Dave, we go back to the start of last season. He's he's the same personality, isn't he? He's He's endangering opponents, Dave. He got himself sent off in, I think, the second or third game of the season last season. Uh, and it was the right call, I have to say. Uh, did, you,
1: did you watch this game? I thought you said before. I didn't, Dave.
0: You... I didn't I didn't watch this. I didn't see it at all. But I just know from the way you've just described it, it was the right call. It has to be the right call. Antonio, uh, and, and he's, he's, he can't be doing this to his fellow professionals, Dave. It's just that he's, out, he's out, of, out of tune. He's not right. He shouldn't be playing.
1: Well, I think he's actually started the season really well this season. Um, and actually, last night, I think he came on and made a massive difference. And Ben Rama came on, bit of trickery, set up the goal for Antonio. Um, great to watch, Jem.
0: Uh, just on Antonio, this
1: is a mm. guy that does a rival podcast, Dave. I do um, realize that, Jim. Yeah. 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 Okay. Not. not as funny or interesting as ours, by well, of any stretch of the imagination.
0: No, especially if you're doing it with Callum Wilson. Uh, yeah, exactly. we won't speak about him too. But uh, D- Dave, there's there's a couple of things I just want to pick up on. Hmm. Uh, West Ham, they lost in the end, didn't they? To yeah, uh, no, Forest. So you actually lost to some trees. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what West Ham have done there. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a player, Dave, that. Nottingham Forest have just made their highest-paid player, uh, great player, fantastic player. And I, you know, I've told people about him all the time. And he's a player that West Ham could have done with. His name's Jesse Lingard. Don't know if you've heard of him, Dave. Um, no. he, he was on the winning side, I think. He, yeah, I think maybe he was linked with West Ham, Dave. But it, it looks like he's made the
1: right decision to pick the bigger club, uh, and,
0: and, and this season.
1: I remember him from a few years ago, Jem, but frankly, we've moved on. We've moved on. He's now, he's below what we're, the quality we're looking for, Jem.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So we're not interested. Not interested in anything to do with Jesse Lingard anymore. We're playing a, a different style of football, Jem. We're playing a more sophisticated style of football uh, that he, he just wouldn't fit in what we're doing.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I understand that. Um I just I just felt as though a few West Ham fans might have missed him after that performance. But not to worry. Uh and just, just actually something else that caught my eye in this uh this game, Dave, was uh, you know, I, I was kicking off about Man United's goalkeeper David DeGlu. Mm. Um like you said, Declan Rice missing a penalty. Mm. Uh <laughs> Dean Henderson, a modern day footballer, saves mm. penalties. And it suited United's style of play so well, Dave. Hmm. Uh, it's just a shame that they couldn't get a man like him in. Oh, wait a minute—he's actually on loan from Man United, Dave. <laughs> what a pathetic club again. You know, I'm just about to kick off on another rant here, but I'm not going to. So, uh, I, he has a performance like that, Dave. He gets 17 points or something in fantasy football, and hmm. you know,
1: we're we're stuck with
0: goal line. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's me what
1: was De Gea's point so I'd be interested to know that that's,
0: think. minus seven I don't know Something he deserves <laughs> minus seven um, but anyway Henderson
1: lucky keeper just guessed the right way for Rice <laughs> well I think that'll be uh, that
0: was probably good for us actually Dave you know with the upcoming World Cup Declan Rice missing a penalty um, I think Dara Southgate won't be picking him in his first First 10 takers.
1: Maybe. Maybe. We will see. We will see, Jem. I think uh, Rice has still got a vital part to play um, in everything. So we will see. Okay, Um, Moving on. uh, VAR, Jem. Did you want to talk about that elsewhere? Because we did see. I don't think we saw a good VAR decision this week. A VAR decision that we would agree with anyway.
0: Well, no, I didn't see any. Uh oh, I saw one actually what I'm gonna speak about in a sec, but I, I you know, the way you described the Antonio one, I think that was the correct decision. It just sounds like the correct decision. But no, you're right, Dave. VAR is a shambles. Never agreed with V A R. Um n- n- no 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 circumstance can change my mind on that. And <laughs> we need to go to Stanford Bridge. Dave. Mm, okay. Uh you know, the old Stanford pitch back in back in them days. Mm-hmm. Uh it was the it was the battle of the bridge and number two. <laughs> number two. And there was a couple of awful, awful VAR decisions, Dave. Um I guess well, I guess, you know, fouls that aren't allowed to be come back to after thirty seconds, that you know, that that's a a disadvantage of VAR. Uh players standing in an offside position to block the keeper.
1: Yeah.
0: Disadvantage it's... of VAR because they don't bother looking. And also, Dave, pulling the hair is not uh, you know, violent conduct, apparently. Mm. You know, it, it was a disgrace. I'm sure you've got something to say about the wonderful Spurs and their luck and their fortunate events that happen in this well, game. Well,
1: let's just take those in order, Jim. So, I think Chelsea went 1-0 up uh, and... Spurs weren't playing well uh, nope. and there was a tackle by a Spurs player
0: mm.
1: on a Chelsea player uh, on around about the halfway line, I think. And the Spurs player won possession but fouled the Chelsea player in doing so. Yep. And about 42 seconds, 45 seconds later, um, is it Hoyberg, I think? Hoyberg, yep. Yeah. He had a shot from the edge of the area Charleston standing in an offside position in the in the goalkeeper's eye line and uh, the goal's given. So Chelsea want that re- reviewed, they want the foul reviewed, they want the eye line business looked at. And apparently VAR then reported that 42 seconds is too long away from the goal to have influenced to be up to have been of material influence to the goal in other words Chelsea had time to defend and so therefore that they weren't going to review that one and then they deemed i don't even think they bothered looking at the eyeline one they just said that's not worth looking at and so the goal stood absolute disgraceful decision jim
0: yeah I mean, I mean and then and then what proceeded after was the, you know the the two-colon conte spat the, the beginning yep. of that uh
1: yep. that's that kicked a little bit off didn't it and i think uh a few players had to get involved and break that up, and I yep. think they both got booked. They did, yeah. In that little they spat, yeah. And then we come on to the second one where Spurs have a corner late in the game, and as mm-hmm. the ball comes over, the ex-Brighton fullback, what's his name?
0: Cuc- Mark Kukureya.
1: kukureya with the long flowing hair, his hair gets yanked by a Spurs defender, I think, who was up for the corner. Um, yeah, big man Romero Romero, that's it and this isn't even reviewed this isn't even reviewed because as no. you say, VAR decide it's not violent conduct so apparently pulling people's hair is fine uh, and then I think the ball was cleared for a corner from that particular corner and the next second corner Harry Kane's unmarked and luckily it bounces off his head and goes into the net, luckily for mm. Spurs so it creates a two-two draw, which was the same draw as Battle of the Bridge One back in 2016, which is one of yeah. my favourite games of all time. Yeah. So, um, so those were the VAR decisions, and then of course, at the end of the game, well, you explain that, jen you know, What what happened at the end? The the whole between the two managers. What a crazy well, Dave, situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it looked like Thomas Tuchel put an electric shock ring on his hands <laughs> and shook hands with the. Uh, Conte uh, it sparked outrage amongst the two benchers, Dave. You know, it was just a bit of a joke. You know, we used to do it at school and stuff. Put an electric ring on your finger and... Yeah, I mean, Conte obviously can't take a joke. But anyway, this this caused a massive scrap. Uh, and then the mo- both managers ended up getting sent off, hmm. Dave. Um, yeah. And, you know, it it, it it probably summed up the game, to be honest. That's the way the game was. And it was quite entertaining to see. This is the sort of stuff we love. We love, we love watching that sort of stuff. Come on, we a, a few people all over Twitter this week. Oh, it's a disgrace. I meant to be setting the example. It's football. There's always going to be handbags. Always, people need to, you know, liven up a little bit. So it's funny from our point anyway, Dave. So um,
1: yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good, and it was good to see a full-blooded game between those two again Um, what was slightly disappointing though was um, have we got a special guest on Dave (laughs) so what we've got Eddie from last season is barking in the background for some reason Um... (laughs) can you you hear him he's not happy happy with this at all
0: is the postman uh, postman here
1: (laughs) I don't know what's going on there's people shouting, Eddie. He's not calming down. Okay, I'm going to carry on through the barking. Uh, yeah. This is Eddie, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast. Singing a um, song. Singing a song for us. And um, I don't know what I was going to say, Jim. It was something really interesting. It's probably something brilliant and very funny. But
0: yeah, it's a shame it's gone. Maybe
1: I'll come back to you. I've forgotten. Something to do with the Chelsea game. So that was that was that game. And uh, I don't what do you think about the pair pull? Because there's an interesting twist to this, isn't there? So B.A.R. deemed it wasn't violent conduct, but then.
0: I I don't know. I don't know what I was meant to be saying at that point.
1: (laughs) Just keep this bit in. It's fine. Because this is the bit where we have a real full on -on rant about our good friend, Mike Dean.
0: Oh, Mike Dean.
1: Because he then came out. He was the B.A.R. official of the day right?
0: Okay, yeah. I thought he'd retired, and he should have stayed retired as well.
1: Well, he should have stayed retired, but somehow he's retired as a referee, but he's now a VAR official, so he's not gone away. And he's come in, and he was the one that decided not to review it, and now since then, he's come out and said, that was a mistake. It was violent conduct. I should have reviewed it. So if we play all that out, Jen, what that actually means is that it should have been reviewed. So the Spurs guy should have been sent off Mm. because that would have been violent conduct and then he would have been sent off. And then that would have been a free kick to Chelsea and that would have ended the game. So Mike Dean has yet again, from his armchair somewhere in Stockley Park, has yet again materially influenced yep. the result of a game. It's just incredible.
0: Uh, he just ruins football. And, you know, everyone was excited that he was going to leave the game and he ends up in a VAR room. So, yeah. Uh, what 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 do they expect? It's like Fred and McTominay in midfield at Manu, Dave. You yeah. know, you don't get rid of it completely. The virus is still there. So, um...
1: <laughs> so that's VAR. Look, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Yep. When you got Mike G, Mike Dean in charge of VAR, something's still horribly wrong with the game. So we need to, we need to review that. How can they get that wrong, Jim? How can they get that wrong? I don't know. I just don't know how they're getting that wrong. And that's not, I'm not doing an Eddie Howe one there, Jim. I am genuinely, genuinely <laughs> I'm, saying I'm, how I'm glad went. you
0: weren't because I would have missed it. <laughs> I just want to say on Tuchel and uh, Conte, hmm. um, you know, if imagine if that was Pep and Klopp. They would have probably hugged, kissed, everything. There they would have been no scrapping between them two. They're, them two admire each other. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ruff. it's good to see the fire.
1: It was good to see the fire. I'm good to see both of them get sent off by the referee, so that was great. Yep, yep. We're going to move on, Jem, because we want to keep this fairly short and sweet. Um, yes. I'm just going to mention, Jem, the bottom three of the Premier League. Uh, yes. So let's have a quick look at that. We like to look at the top and bottom of the Premier League. So we'll just review the Premier League. Manchester City, Arsenal, Brentford, Spurs, top four. Go down to the bottom. Everton, West Ham, Man United. Ah. Uh... Played two, lost two.
0: The Moyes effect, eh, hey, Dave? Yeah. There's
1: every, t- every-
0: yeah, yeah. Every club he touches, uh, ends up in disarray at some point.
1: No, no. It's a temporary setback for West Ham. We just had a slow start, but we will be back. Uh, so that's just an interesting little observation, Jem. I'm going to mention uh, another favourite of ours. Uh, we like to keep on track of them. Derby County, yep. seventh in league. One. Yep. Uh they've I think since we last spoke they've won one and drawn one and they've mm-hmm. moved up the table a bit. So great to see that. Um another little bit of news. Our friend um Joe Lolly has yes. ruined ruined us, Jem. Yes. Selfish. <laughs> because he's moved to is it Sydney? I think Sydney FC or something like that. Something like that. The Sydney Sharks or something. <laughs> He's moved too. So, no more lolly jokes. No, um, no
0: more lolly jokes. And speaking of championship players or were championship players, he was never a Premier League player technically. So No, no. Um, championship players. Just want to go to the Friday night football, day Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good, this one.
1: This is a good
0: one. So, it was Wat- Watford v Burnley to start our weekend off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to say to the EFL, how dare you take our idea? Uh, That is a championship game, Dave. A championship game, as the listeners from last season will know. The two yo-yo teams, or, well, Burnley aren't really there, but they're going into that category now. Watford and Burnley, I think every Friday night football that we've had, Dave, so far, has involved one of the four yo-yo teams or championship teams, so... Are we really witnessing a Championship League? Uh, Watford, Burnley, Norwich and West Brom, Chalbion.
1: I think it's emerging, Jim. I think it's naturally emerging. And we've been saying this last season. And I think now we're naturally seeing it emerge. And I think those teams may well break away and form the Championship. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. And they can just stay there forever playing each other.
0: Dave, it's, I mean, it is true as well. Because um, I want to just just tell people, you know, it's Friday today. Uh, hmm. We are recording on Friday, and the Friday night football tonight is Drumroll Norwich versus Millwall. There
1: we go.
0: So There we go, another championship team. It's it's, uh, it's, it's becoming a bit of a joke now, EFL. But yeah, let's keep it going. We'll, we'll, hmm. We like to watch them struggle. Uh, I think West Brom are 23rd in the league or 22nd in the league. So funny, yep. quite funny, actually. Yeah. Very uh, good. And back to the Premier League, Dave. One game mm. that did catch my eye was Liverpool at home oh. to our friend Ian's Crystal Palace. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Ian will be a pretty happy man this week because Palace went to Anfield. Uh, well, Eddie obviously doesn't like uh, Palace. <laughs> Palace went to Liverpool, Anfield in Liverpool, and got themselves a point, Dave. Uh, it was a sensational performance from Palace. Hmm. Zahar, Wilfred Zahar, he's still got United blood in him, uh, Joaquim Anderson playing like prime Carlos Puyol, he bullied the new signing, Nunez all game, and hmm. I think in the 67th minute he eventually rattled him. Nunez with his best impression of Zinedine Zidane, and he yeah. headbutted Anderson and got a straight red. Absolutely
1: yeah. amazing. Uh Incredible. Incredible. And I think what I'd say about that is, you know, Nunes is new to the Premier League, isn't he? Darwin mm. Nunes. And I'd say Darwin's just got to evolve as a
0: player. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one, and I'm glad you've got it in there. <laughs> uh I mean he's a hundred million pound flop, isn't he, Dave? That's what he is. And he, talking is of he... flops.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, got he is I was isn't... just gonna say he's a poor he's a poor man's Andy Carroll.
0: He's a poor man's John Lucas Scamacca Dave, is what he is. <laughs> Uh, cool, and, you know, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that I've am glad that i never wanted him at my club ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was he was <laughs> he was never going to be the next Cavani ever. No,
1: you never liked him, did you? You never liked the look of him or
0: anything? No, 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 definitely not. Uh, and talking of flops, uh, Klopp, flops, Klopp, mm. um, he just couldn't help himself, could he, before the game arguing yeah. with an interviewer? Yeah, uh. Yeah, I mean, he's just kept that form going this season. So yeah. well done to you, Mr. Jurgen Klopp. We 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 just can't stand you, really.
1: Well, he's wanted to phone up radio stations now, and I, I'm not sure if he <laughs> wanted to join in with Gabby from Lahore about his rant about Manu or or defend Manu. But it's coming to something if Klopp's leaping to Manu's defence. So
0: yeah, he was probably going to join join in, wasn't he? Probably hiding it, but he was probably going to join in. And probably. Dave, uh, I've noticed. There's one thing in my notes that we haven't mentioned, Mm. and that is Crawley Town.
1: Well, Crawley Town, I'm just going to do a little, my little, um, my little uh, feature as well Um, Forest, Forest Watch. I can't remember what I called it last week, Forest Watch or something. Um, So this week, this week's Forest Watch uh, features Sherwood Forest. Mm.
0: Um, Nice. Local to me.
1: It actually, how, it actually, um, I was going to say houses, Does a forest house things, but it actually has something called the major oak, which is Britain's biggest oak tree. So okay. it's called, its name is the major oak. It's somewhere between 800 and 1100 years old, Jem. Wow. So it's been around, it's seen a lot of history over, over the years. Uh, if you think back, go that, will cover... Or you know, going back right through the years, we've got the the Battle of Trafalgar. We can go back to Henry VIII, Shakespeare, almost as far back as when Spurs last won a trophy, Jim. That that tree has seen it all. So, just interesting little fact: if Sherwood Forest, the major oak, is about 15 minutes from the visitor centre, 15 minutes walk from the visitor centre, apparently, so you could go and see that if you're in the area.
0: Well, like I said, Dave, it is local to me, so it's a literally a 25 minute drive. Okay. We- do tend to go walk in there. So if I do go soon, I will take a picture of the Major Oak and it will be up on our Instagram page. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, and see if it whispers anything to you, Gem, about what it's seen, about about the events it's seen over the years. It surely yeah. won't remember Tottenham.
0: <laughs> surely won't remember Tottenham winning a trophy. Um, but back
1: to Crawley, Gem, and a um, couple of bits of news for Crawley. So, uh, we're, we're watching Crawley with interest because they have these new owners who are trying to do football a different way, do sports mm. ownership a different way. Um, yeah, it is. funded with cryptocurrency and NFTs, yep. And a couple of bits of news, Gem. First of all, they got the first point of the season. Um, I think away to Harrogate, they I think they they drew with Harrogate, so they, they're they're off the mark and they are now 22nd in the league, Gem. So they're off the bottom. So that's great news. So this NFT funded football team seems to be starting to gain some momentum. And some news, Jem, some news in about uh, Crawley's plans and I just need to I need to actually read this because they have released Gem an NFT only football strip uh, okay they are launching an NFT only football strip and the club's new NFT will also act as a season ticket to all overseas fans Gem now What's interesting about this is that's just a bunch of words that none of us actually understand. No. Right. It's a bunch of words not. that we can understand the individual words. We need to look up NFT again. But it's a bunch of words that none of us actually understands what it means. But this is what they are saying, Jem. And um, they are feeling, Eddie's not happy with this, but they are feeling no, this is the me. way forward. Um, so the third kit will be available exclusively, exclusively to those who invest in the club's NFT. And, have, and they've also said that the overseas owners, for the overseas owners, this will act as a virtual season ticket. So, apparently, you can buy an NFT in the club. We're going to look into this and try and figure out what the hell all this means. But um, an NFT strip, third strip.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: What does that look like, Jim? What does it look like? Has it got barcodes on it? I, I don't know.
0: No one. I, knows. It, it, I don't know what it will look like, maybe a QR code, but I know it sounds like Eddie doesn't like it at all. <laughs>
1: I don't like it. You don't like it. It's changed, and We don't like change. So we're going to need to find out more about this NFT stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they're saying they're not going to exploit the fans like Liverpool, who tried to sell 175,000 NFTs to their fans, who didn't want NFTs and don't really know what they are. Um, and this is not what this football club's about. Apparently, they're going to be um, they're mindful of NFT failures and they're going to make them work. So,
0: oh, good luck good to them.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's watch that space. But it's working for Crawley. They've got a point. And uh, I don't know if this it. new third strip, this virtual strip, means they're going to be playing virtual games. Maybe it's all going to be played out on Football Manager. Who knows, Jim? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I don't think anybody knows. No. So we will wait. await that with interest. Yeah. The developments.
0: And uh, on that note, I am conscious that... Uh, You may uh, have something to tend to, Dave. I don't know if it's feeding time or
1: (laughs) Something's going on out there. Something,
0: but um, yeah, I guess I've covered everything I need to cover this week.
1: And so have I, Jim.
0: It's going to be interesting next week because Man United play Liverpool and there's a massive fan protest, so I can't wait for another rant.
1: And West Ham play Brighton. Um, And so let's hope that that brightens up my week. Uh, But as we both know, West Ham have never beaten Brighton in the Premier League.
0: Uh, long may that continue. Yep. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you got me there, Jim. Okay, let's uh, let's leave it there. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. The NFTs plus Eddie, it's got me very confused. So I think we yep. need to call it a day there.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon.
1: See you soon.